0: for checking out the Tennessee Holler Podcast, the flagship podcast of the Tennessee Holler Podcast Network. Subscribe to and support the Holler at www.tnholler.com to help us fearlessly yell the truth about Tennessee. And be sure to subscribe to the growing family of Holler Podcasts while you're there. You can also follow the Holler on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the TN Holler.
1: Tennessee. 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 Tennessee Tennessee
2: Tennessee Tennessee Lord, I really
1: been real Good evening everyone and welcome to the second night of the Change TN and Tennessee Holler TNDP Chair Forum. My name is Drew Dyson, co-founder of Change TN, and I'm happy to be back moderating this event with the Tennessee Holler. Again, for all our viewers out there, we would love for you to let us know where you're watching from tonight during the forum. Last night, viewers had the opportunity to listen to candidates Theron Bond, Frank, excuse me, Frank Hundley, Representative London Lamar, Wade Monday, and Hendrell Remus make their case for why they would be the best to lead the party going forward. Tonight, we will hear from candidates Kate Craig, Jane George, Robin Kimbrough-Hayes, and Sybil Miller-Watkins, and we will explore new topics that Democrats across the state will want to hear about. As a reminder, candidates for both nights were chosen at random from a hat. Before we begin, I want to highlight the missions of the Tennessee Holler and Change TM. The Tennessee Holler is, a, is holding our elected officials accountable all throughout the, the state. Subscribe to and support the Holler at www.tnholler.com. Follow the Holler on Twitter and Facebook at the TN and also check out all the other Hollers that have sprouted up all around Tennessee with more to come. Change TN's primary goal and mission is the education of voters, building nonpartisan political tools, and training future campaign staff and candidates. You can subscribe to updates from Change TN at www.changetn.vote, and make sure to follow us on Facebook at Change Tennessee and on Twitter at Change TN underscore. Again, for the sake of transparency, one or more of the candidates you have heard from or will be hearing from have done freelance work with the Holler. The rules for tonight's forum are as follows. Candidates will get 60 seconds for opening and closing statements, 90 seconds to respond to questions, and 30 seconds for rebuttal when called out by name. We will also ask that candidates please remain muted when not speaking. We will strictly adhere to these time limits to make sure that everyone is getting the chance to be heard. And with that, we are going to roll right into opening
0: statements, starting with Kate Craig. seeing across the state is a series of soloists, extraordinarily talented soloists, and what we need is a choir that's singing in harmony. Soloists alone can't pass Medicaid expansion, but a choir can. My name is Kate Craig and I'm running to be the chair of the Tennessee Democratic Party. Tonight you'll hear about my eight-point plan that will expand our focus from an, with an urban and rural strategy to include a rural strategy, to focus on our mid-sized towns so we can get candidates like Glenn Scruggs and Andrea Bond Johnson across the finish line. Tennesseans are counting on us so that they, we can set them up for success and we can't afford to let them down. So thank you for having us, me here tonight and I wanna thank all the candidates for running.
1: Thank you, Kate. Next up, Jane George. You're muted, Jane.
3: Right. Uh, thank you to the Tennessee Holler and Change Tennessee for hosting this opportunity for us to share our ideas and goals for the state Democratic Party chair position. As a candidate for the state party, uh, this, sorry, for uh, the state Senate race in District 6, I learned a lot about how this party functions in an election cycle from a candidate perspective. And this has both informed and motivated me for to run for this position. My background as a scientist and educator forces me to realize that ideas are awesome, but if they don't meet actual solutions or needs, no matter how enthusiastic they are, they're gonna be difficult to implement. We gotta use active listening and analysis, both things to create programs that'll help increase funding and engagement across the state. I've been a business owner for 20 years, I've managed staffs, delegated tasks, and I've had to be creative in changing times. These are all important attributes for the next chair leader. I've served on a board as the director of philanthropy in a nonprofit and supporting many organizations, including Meals on Wheels, and where we raised as much as $200,000 annually. So setting and achieving measurable goals are going to be a necessary part of revamping our state party. We got to work from the levels from the state to the the counties.
1: Next up is Robin Kimbrough-Hayes.
2: I'm thrilled to share this platform tonight with some remarkable people who have expressed interest to serve in this capacity. This election cycle has renewed our faith that we can win seats. President-elect Joseph Biden said, quoting Ecclesiastes, that for everything under the sun, there is a time and season. And he said, now is the time for healing. I believe this is true for our nation, our state and our party. I believe that change is coming and I am the change. As your party chair, I will focus on four areas along with the executive committee, unifying our party across progressive and moderate voices, the young and the seasoned, the rural, the urban, the suburban, expand our base, recruit and support qualified candidates for office, and raise money, lots of money. We need to make it rain in Tennessee from the hood to the holler, passion for Tennessee.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Robin. And finally, Civil Miller Watkins.
4: Good evening. It is definitely a pleasure to share the screen with these wonderful candidates. My name is Civil Miller Watkins and as a candidate for Tennessee State Senate, just in the past election. I've experienced the state party from the level of a candidate. I'm also the Fayette County party chair and I serve on the TDCCA. I've also been a volunteer and an organizer. So understanding how our party functions is simply important. The one thing that I've found for Democrats in Tennessee and what I've been hearing is that the lack of message of cohesiveness and of unity has caused us to fall short in some areas. So what I'm here to propose and to be a champion of is making sure that we have a message, a message that lets everyone know that we're fighting for better, fairer, brighter and more expanded futures for every Tennessean. We're going to roll up our sleeves. We're going to organize everywhere from Appalachia to the Delta. I am excited to be a candidate for state Party
1: chair. You Sybil. So with the opening statements, I want to run right into our questions. These were all, of course, submitted by uh, viewers ahead of time. Uh, So all of you have plans for how you want to see the TNDP move forward. But I want to know specifically what is going to be your number one priority uh, when and if you should become chair of the Tennessee Democratic Party. And for that, I'm going to start with Dr. Jane George. You're muted, Jane.
3: (laughs) Sorry. I see the role as state party chair to be two main things, fundraising and political analysis. Now, secondary to that, we've got creating a strong set of systems that for connecting state chairs to district chairs, down to county chairs, down to local constituents, but that flowing in both ways. and I think it's very important that we talk about party branding. We need to combine all of these things to uh, identify, train, and support candidates to increase turnout. Some of the things that I think we would need to do are to generate toolkits after we've listened to the needs of folks that we combine information from what we've learned through analysis. We need to develop strong training programs for candidates and we need to reach out to new Tennesseans or people that are moving into new areas to make me the first to give a touch. Call us the welcome to Tennessee party and let them know what we're doing in the Democratic Party. We've also got to have adequate analysis of data to give us real focus for the real needs in Tennessee. And we've got to generate a very social, uh, social media campaign. And we need to create short-term and long-term goals for the party. So I, I know that the question was, what's the one thing? But we, there is no one thing that's going to save us in, this, in, in terms of our party. We've got to have good leadership. We've got to have good organizational skills. And we've got to have a tangible plan that's, that is absolutely supported through analysis and evaluation of what's needed in the, in the variety of different districts that we have in the state. And I want to be that leader to oversee that work. In the structure that will make Tennessee a strong democratic state again.
1: Thank you. Uh, Next, Robin.
2: The first priority as your chair will be to engage the executive committee and stakeholders in strategic planning. We need a strategic planning plan for the Democratic Party with goals with measurable outcomes. We need to make sure that we have a direction and a map on where we want to go. We need to build an infrastructure. We need to make sure that we have staff um, and volunteers who can further the plan. One of the other um, issues I believe we need to address is to engage stakeholders so that we can expand our base across the state. We saw with the Biden-Harris race that it took everyone under the Big Ten to make sure that we had change in our nation. And so that will be my priority is that we get the executive committee together and to do a strategic plan and build infrastructure within the party. Great, Sybil.
4: You know what I'm finding is that a great idea is just a great idea. And a great plan is simply a great plan. I agree, we need a strategic plan that engages the executive committee and all of our stakeholders to make sure that we have not just a two-year plan, but we almost need to think about having even more forethought. So once I leave that position, there's still a plan and a framework left behind. Why do we need a strategic plan? Because we can't measure what we haven't defined and we can't manage what we can't measure. So we need to define our goals, use measurable tools so that we can then say to our stakeholders, say to our volunteers, our candidates and our elected officials, that this is what we did. This is how we did it. And all of us can be excited knowing that we reached a goal, that we we conquered that plan and that all of us together got there leaning on each other. It's gonna take a team, it's gotta be we the people, not me the person. So I'm excited to assist the executive committee and stakeholders in building our strategic
0: plan.
1: Great, thank you. Kate.
0: My main focus as chair would be to restore trust for the Tennessee Democratic Party with the chair. And that affects so many things that the chair does going from fundraising to candidate recruitment and support and and building our relationships with our allied organizations as well as growing our 95 county parties. That's why the first thing I would do would be to enact a two-year and four-year strategic plan because Sybil's right, we need to have a plan with measurable goals that shows where we're going and a path to show donors how we're going to get there. We need to be starting early with candidate recruitment and having a transparent system of support to support our candidates. That's why I wanna implement a three-tiered system of support for our state level candidates so that we can be building a bench and supporting our candidates while targeting seats and getting candidates across the finish line. And we have to be fostering relationships with our allied organizations. I know that we have to be tearing down the barriers to collaborations. Our inability to get Democrats elected is merely the symptom we have to build a solid foundation so that we can move forward. That's why I know that the number one thing we have to do is address the trust that Tennessee voters have with the Tennessee Democratic Party.
1: Perfect. Thank you. Moving on to another topic that has been very important, um, you know, when we have talked to a lot of candidates, we have seen that one of their biggest uh, uh, weaknesses is that they cannot recruit campaign staff and they cannot get uh, reliable volunteer bases a lot of times. So I'm curious as to how a administration or a TMDP chair uh, as one of you all would respond to retaining campaign staffers and volunteers and recruiting and training those campaign staffers as well. And for this, I'm gonna start with Robin.
2: This is a really good question. I just came off a US Senate race and um, I raised, I raised some money during that time, but I, I needed assistance. I needed support in that. Number one, I think, I believe that we need to create greater access to resources at the chair, at the chair, at the party level. Uh, we need to make sure that candidates have access to data. We need to make sure that candidates have access to someone um, in at the state party level that can provide them with technical assistance and training and other resources. So not only will they be encouraged to run races, but they will have the confidence that they will win races. And we do not need to begin this at, um, at right before an election. We need to build up this momentum in cycle and out of cycle. And once we build up and train and recruit qualified candidates, we will be able to provide them with the resources they need. I believe that at the party level, we need someone there who handles campaign affairs, who will make sure that um, candidates have the resources, the support that they need and that they would not feel like that they are out there without a, like sheep without a shepherd. And we're going to encourage people to run, we need to believe in them and we need to put our money where our mouths are and um, support them to win seats.
1: Thank you, Robin. Next, civil.
4: Your question was, how do we find candidate support um, and as, as a candidate, the one thing that I found, I started my campaign this particular time cycle in April during the pandemic. It was very interesting. Uh, so, uh, but what I had to do was find people that wanted to come alongside me, that believed in my campaign, that believed in the message that I had, and allowed them to go through all training that I could find the national training, the Democratic. NTDC, um, training from the TNDP. We went online and we found all these trainings. Well, all of those resources should be housed at the state party. So when I do have this volunteer, this person that wants to be a campaign manager, because that was challenging to find in the rural community, someone who understood how to um, hold a campaign and to win in rural areas, that was challenging for me. So I had to rely on non-rural uh, people who had very good ideas and we made it happen. So knowing where to go to get the resources and making sure that TNDP is the source and that is the hub of all trainings for not only our volunteers, our organizers, our campaign managers, our candidates, everyone, TNDP, TNDP should be the hub of resources for all
0: democratic endeavors.
1: Thank you, Sybil. Next, Kate.
0: So again, the question being, um, where do we go? Where do candidates go to get these resources? And as chair of the Washington County Democratic Party in the first congressional district, I saw candidate after candidate ask this question, you know, whether they're running for state house, whether running for city commission or whether running for Congress. How do I go and find a treasurer, a campaign manager, somebody that's going to work on my campaign? And this is precisely the reason why I developed my the campaign manage campaign training program in 2019 that graduated 20, including people that went on to work on these Democratic candidate campaigns. On this past election cycle, we have to be building a database of people that know how to work on campaigns. So when candidates step up to run, we can provide a resource at the state party of people that have worked on campaigns, and we can use that to further um, target our seats by. by directing resources to those candidates that are stepping up to run. We have an opportunity here in 2021 to, to train candidates, or to, excuse me, to train volunteers. Um, there are 15 counties that have municipal elections coming up and, and 80 there's 80 counties across the state that don't have them. So we could be partnering, for example, Washington County with Sullivan County and other counties across the state to be helping those candidates running in those municipal elections and getting them trained or when an election is happening in Washington County, they're going to be ready to go.
1: Perfect. Thank you, Dr. Jane.
3: Thank you. Listen, the, the bottom line is that the, the, the two main primary concerns of the Tennessee party uh, chair is to create fundraising and uh, to be a good political analyst to be able to provide for candidates up and down the uh, at each scale and uh, in the fund, when it comes to fundraising, we gotta look at the facts. And the facts are, I'm data-driven. So when I look at what's going on, I, I can tell you right now that the House races, this particular election cycle, 5.6 times the Republicans to Democrats money, money that was raised, 5.6 times more money was raised for, Repu- for Republicans to Democrats. And in the Senate race, it was over seven times. So we got to figure out how to raise money and and necessarily to be competitive in these races because people will stay engaged in a process that's working. They'll stay present whether it's a a paid staff position or it's a volunteer position when there's something to get excited about. We got to create a strong brand. We do not have a strong brand as a democratic party in the state of Tennessee. We've got to find a unity in messaging for the party and we've got to recruit and train strong candidates. And we also have to prove to donors that we have a party of engagement. And I personally believe we have to reframe the way we talk about candidates in Tennessee. And and I think that we can. Republican votes are more than two times the Democrat votes across in the Senate races. We have got to find ways to make our campaigns exciting and fulfill those who are volunteering and working for us so that they stay engaged.
1: Thank you. Uh, so moving on, you all have brought up data and you've brought up infrastructure. So I want to turn to this question now: of what infrastructure should the TNDP be providing to candidates running uh, on a year-to-year basis? And also, what does a you know a data collection
0: look like uh, under your administration? And with that, I'll start with civil.
4: My internet service is in and out. Will you please uh, repeat that question? I apologize.
1: So the question is, uh, what infrastructure should we be providing to candidates um, from cycle to cycle? And at the same time, how do we make sure that we're retaining that data?
4: If I'm not mistaken, your question was about infrastructure from year to year and uh, i didn't get the second half um but one thing that we know has to happen organization and organizing happens all year long from year to year it does not stop um training does not stop So what needs to be part of our infrastructure is making sure that we have resources. What are the resources? Resources are abilities to train, um, data collection, data analysis, auditing where we are. When we find out where we are, what can we do to make it better? Honing our message. Having a message that every county, every community can find themselves within the message. So, what do we do as infrastructure? We have a budget that points to our strategic plan. And then that strategic plan points back to the budget. And when we tie what we do to the funds and make sure that our county, chair, our state chair is doing what is needed to be done, then we can have all the resources we can create a structure, we can empower, we can lead, we can build. And once we build the bench, we can then build a bridge because you can't have, if you have a bench and don't have a bridge for people to cross, then what good was that? bench. So when we think about it, infrastructure is important, having the right staff in the right places, having a chair that is inspirational and leading and making sure that all the things that need to happen are happening. So it's like Kate said, it's about the choir. I thought more about an orchestra where the chair was the conductor. So let's be about the business of conducting this beautiful orchestra that we can claim Tennessee Democrats.
1: Thank you. Uh, Next, Kate,
0: Thank you. Um, So we see this problem that's going on where we're waiting to the last minute to be recruiting candidates, and we don't have county parties even that are recruiting local candidates for office that are building our bench. So to address this, we have to do a variety of things, and the first is having a 95-county strategy so that we can help all of our 95-county parties take that next step for growth. In that, we have to be onboarding our county party leaders and offering training. So that they know how to reach out, support, and and train the candidates that are that are stepping up to run. When candidates do step up to run, the party should offer vote builder for free for them. That should be an automatic thing. That as they're getting, as they're trying to get their donor base and reach out to voters, that should be absolutely automatic. And as we're Re- identifying canister to run, we need to have a database of people that are, look, that are looking to run, people that previously run and people that will run in the future and be training them, offering them as a ready-made service of here's the training of what you're going to need that you can tap into victory fund um, run for something and emerge Tennessee tap into a training program to get ready to run. And so we need to be helping with a data team that when we hire a data analysis, that we can do that um, throughout the year, as well as during the election cycle, having one for every congressional district so that they can be helping county parties as well as candidates during the election cycle.
1: Thank you, Kate. Jane.
0: Yes.
3: Can you restate the question again?
1: Yeah. So how, um, What campaign infrastructure do you think uh, the TNDP should be providing cycle to cycle? And how are we going to retain all that data also?
3: Yeah, well, I think that, uh, you know, you've got to have a strong staff and that staff has got to be well defined, the roles and the issues. And I I would start with saying that we've got to have a data management director and we have to be looking at data. Of course, I come from that perspective, but I think it does glean a lot of light on what we need to do, what's necessary I also believe that uh, this director would be responsible for helping uh, candidates and candidates' support. Now I don't think Vote Builder may be the necessarily best system out there. And I think we need to that's one of the things we need to do is step back and look at the tools that we're using and make sure that they' are the best tools available for our candidates today. I also think that we need to have a media and social and press director. We have got to get up to speed with social media. We need to constantly be hitting social media with ads, short ads, like we did in our campaign, where our message is getting out to people all the time. People feel engaged when they can see that we're active and we're busy. And that's one way that we want to try to elicit engagement is through social media, but we want analog media as well. We need people going out and doing talk shows, people getting involved in news programming so that they are able to reach and talk about our message to reach more people. We need an outreach director who's going to create relationships with leaders, and it would be great if we could get universities on board across from the state level that would be able to give kids uh, in college students credit for being involved and engaged in the in the process whether it's an election cycle or not if we have that established that relationship established students can know ahead of time to sign up and we can get people involved in the party I also think we need an in-reach director, and this is going to be the liaison for the district chairs. It's going to allow us to have a pathway of information that goes from the state all the way down to the county representatives and then back up so that we are in constant dialogue about what needs to be done and so that we can be clear in how we're both needed and how we can fulfill those needs. And then, of course, we need a fundraising director, even though that is going to be the role, uh, primary role of the uh, state chair we need to be engaged in a fundraising plan that's quite specific now beyond this we have to look at options like mentorships where you have people who have run for office who are willing to come in and take on someone who's a new candidate <coughs> we have to reach out to those communities to find people who are willing to run so that we can train them and prepare them for a campaign where they will know that our support is real and we will be able to sustain them through a campaign
1: Thank you, Jane Uh, and Robin.
3: I first would
2: like to address the issue of data. And we need to really work on data in season and out of season. I personally um, had problems with Vote Builder because the data was inaccurate. I had Republicans all throughout my robocalls. I had wrong numbers and I had paid quite a bit of money to get this material utilized. So we need to make sure that our data is being updated every single day. We need to make sure that data is current and we need to do data on a higher level and a lower level. We need to be working with candidates at local seats. This is exactly how the Republicans became in power because they started working with seats at school board levels, commissional levels, and we need to do the same thing so that we can flip seats at the higher levels. We need to work with our candidates. I just came off an election, and I believe it's important that we work with candidates afterwards, do a debriefing, do evaluations, find out what worked and what didn't work. We need to work collaboratively as candidates, and I believe the Democratic Party chair needs to foster this kind of unity. We need a foster democracy within our party. We need to encourage people to run and not discourage them to run. We need to flesh out the issues that are important to us so that we can get people on fire to, to be registered to vote, to vote, and to support these candidates. And we need to do it with accurate data and energized candidates.
1: Thank you, Robin. So I want to go to another uh, area now that... Um, you know kind of goes along with this campaign infrastructure there are a lot of organizations in the state that have moved in to fill some of the gaps that the tndp was not able to fill so uh, organizations like change tn emerge uh, have filled in these gaps but there's also other organizations that are like-minded like the sunrise movement and the democratic socialists of america so i'm curious how you would reach out to these other organizations that might not politically align with the Tennessee Democratic Party, and organizations that might be providing resources that you can also get into. Uh, and for this, I'm gonna start with Kate.
0: Developing and fostering relationships with our allied organizations or organizations that do work alongside on and issues and that we share um, is, is imperative to us as, as the party reaching our success. It's something that I've done here in Washington County to foster relationships with our allied organizations and to gain support um, in candidate recruitment as well as party leadership. And we can't be successful as a state party without reaching out to the YDSA, to the DSA, to Indivisible, to the Equity Alliance. And we have to start stop operating as if we're existing in silos. We have to collaborate more where we're able to. We know that there are so many organizations registering voters. We don't have to recreate the wheel. We need to partner with, we need to lift up those voices. We need to help amplify the work that they're doing so that they can be successful, which in turn we can be successful. And I mean, we need to be helping to, when candidates are running, as they're putting volunteers on the ground to turn out the vote, we need to be working with them in the partnerships that we can so that we can coordinate volunteer movement and coordinate candidate support to flip seats and target seats without building and fostering the these relationships with our allied organizations we continue to exist in our silo and we limit our ability to achieve success
1: thank you kate jane
3: So I think that this is really important and I'm and I'm loving what you're talking about, Kate, because I do think that coalition is really a critical part of what makes Democrats Democrats. And I know that uh, I've done a lot of activist work where I've worked with coalition and I've seen the power of that and I know how that can have an impact on a Tennessee Democratic Party. I think that one of the things that people might have been concerned about is the alliance with organizations that might put us into a category that moves us away from a moderate platform into a progressive platform. And we have been... Um, certainly painted as uh, you know, these uh, people, that, uh, extremists, you know, I know in my campaign, I was called a baby killer and a murderer and uh, all kinds of things that were awful because people had been programmed to believe that a Democrat was that. And I understand how people then might shy away from issues that are progressive when you talk about, Uh, organizations that may not be even considered mainstream in our platform, but I will also say that the reality is we've got to educate people that that 1950s longing, the the longing they have for that came out of social programs, and having social programs viewed in a light that shows how they can be productive for rebuilding and restoring the middle class and our economy is going to be important. I know that messaging is not the primary goal of the party, but finding a way to to create relationships with our allies so that we can start to continue to foster those relationships under our Big Ten is going to be critical to our success.
1: Thank you, Jane. Robin.
3: I'm excited
2: about answering this question. I'm I'm the legal redress chair for the Tennessee NAACP. Recently, the Tennessee NAACP filed a lawsuit against Bill Lee to address issues of voter suppression in our state. How important is that when Tennessee is is number one uh, where state laws suppress the right to vote? And we can talk about raising money all day long and recruiting candidates, but we don't have the votes, the folks that, that, that will vote on our issues out there what use would that be? I believe, as a as the chair and as a party, we need to join in an efforts such as those. If we get into the divides of progressives and moderates, then we we lend ourselves to other types of divides. We are in this together. We we all believe that everyone should have health care. We believe that that Medicaid should be expanded. We need to unite. We need a leader who can unite the party, who can, who can ensure that there is space for voices to be heard. And so that we can increase the, increase the stakeholders, and we can advance and expand the work we do as Democrats. And if we do that, we can raise more money and we can win seats. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Robin. And lastly, Sybil.
4: um i am going to say that i do believe that messaging matters because messaging will uh lend someone uh, an insight into what you're about and one thing that we as democrats have allowed to happen we've allowed others to give our narrative we've got to take our narrative back we can't allow anyone else to define us we define ourselves and in that definition Part of it can definitely be that we have built a coalition that looks like all of Tennessee where everyone is represented if they choose to be a part of Democrats. So when we think about all of the um, allied, allied organizations that we have, and let me just say this, in the rural community, we need to build more allied um, organizations. Because when me living here in Fayette County, when I want to join in with an allied organization, they're, they're not here in my county. And in rural areas, we can feel left out. So it's time out for us to leave anyone behind that wants to join. And so that that comes part uh, comes to the chair as being the person who will reach out. Do, do you need an organization? Do you want to be a part of an organization? Well, we have these organizations that are aligned with our beliefs and they follow, and they have, uh, allowed us to, uh, frame our message along with their message, because when we begin to represent everybody, we can make a change.
1: Thank you, Sybil. And I want to ask next a two part question, but I'm going to break it up. So that way you have time to answer uh, both uh, plenty. So the first part is more about this messaging that we're talking about. So voters in red states like, you know, Montana, Oklahoma, uh, have, have voted to expand Medicaid. Voters in Florida uh, increased their minimum wage, and we're seeing progressive and democratic ideals are winning even in these very red states. However, Democrats are, are not. It seems to be a problem, not with the product, but with the messenger. And I want to know how you would work to fight this uh, issue as chair. For this, I'm going to start with Jane.
3: Well, I think it goes back to branding. And I say this because recent polls show that the majority of voters agree with the platform issues of the Democratic Party, but they're not voting for them. The majority of Tennesseans actually support family leave, women's reproductive rights, anti-discrimination for LGBTQ communities, living wage standards, all of these things. And yet the majority of them are voting for Republicans. Now, we have a history here in the state of Tennessee where the Democratic Party, and it was a recent history, has been strong. Democratic governor uh, until 2010, Democratic senator uh, from 92 until 2004, and House representative from 92 to uh, 9. Well, how did the Republican Party change that narrative so that voters left the party in the voting booth? They got really good at branding themselves to create identity connections with voters, and they made them feel like they were on their side, even when they weren't. So we have to create a brand that voters believe is consistent with who they are and what they value. And we have to remember that we are the party of inclusion and that we have to wear that. We have to do that when we subtitle our ads. We do it when we solicit individuals from a variety of demographics to get involved with the party. We need to create coalition across the party. And this includes working with and talking to and engaging with non-native English speakers. We gotta reach voters consistently in their backyards, in their communities, and we got to make sure that they know that we have their best interest at heart in day-to-day finances. Most don't even know that they're paying for Medicaid expansion not getting those benefits. And I don't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat. Nobody wants to spend their hard-earned money on something that doesn't buy them something. So if elected, I would look forward to having the opportunity to develop that strong brand.
1: Thank you, Jane. To, yes. <laughs> Robin.
2: This is a really important issue. Um, We need candidates. We need a chair who is the visionary for the party to say unashamedly, we're Democrats and this is what we believe. And we need to put that kind of energy behind the people that we run for office and around the issues that we stand for. Because some people don't know that Democrats stand for these particular issues. We need to set forth who we are and take back um, our story and write our own narrative. And a lot of people vote their faith, and 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 Republicans have used faith to take it to uh, manipulate voters. And we as Democrats need to take back the what is morally right and wrong. And we need to say that making sure everyone has health care is the right thing to do, So, so socially and theologically. We need to say that criminal justice reform and the protection of women's rights and LGBTQ rights is, the, is what is right. And once we take back that messaging, we can win seats, be clear, and raise, raise awareness about who we are and strengthen our base, and we can win seats. What we need, we need passion for Tennessee.
1: Thank you, Robin Civil.
4: Could you repeat the question, please? You're muted.
1: <laughs> Voters in red states tend to prefer progressive policies over democratic candidates. So how would you work to combat this messaging um, that that you know these progressive policies are winning, but the Democrats that promote them are not?
4: Well, <clears throat> One thing, I know that we need to begin to talk about kitchen table issues because even tonight, me here sitting in this rural area, I'm having internet challenges. And so we begin to talk to people about things that matter. Right now, my internet matters to me. And so if I educate people on what it means to have broadband expansion, reliable internet, then they will begin to understand that we care for them. It's not about just getting them to vote. It's getting them to understand that we care. And one thing that we have begun to see in our country as 3,000 Uh, of our fellow citizens have passed away due to COVID-19. Three, three people whose name I know that died yesterday. So when we think about if we don't begin to reach them where they live, things that matter to them, letting them understand that we have policies, we have candidates, we have elected officials that will come up alongside of them and fight for what their kitchen table issues, not the issues that we want them to have, but if we begin to listen to people and we build coalition, even with the communities all the way down to the neighborhood. So we're going to have congressional representatives um, for The party. Then we need to think about also developing those neighborhood captains who can speak to their neighbor and say, "This is the Democratic Party that I follow. This is what we believe in." Because when you have a trusted partner share with you their belief, then you begin to believe.
1: Thank you, Sybil, and Kate.
0: So a great example of this is is that seventy eight percent of Tennesseans support Medicaid expansion and yet we have not expanded Medicaid Medicaid here in Tennessee. And in 2019, we launched the rural healthcare tour and very few people knew that it happened despite it being a wonderful idea. As chair, if I had to do that over again, I would utilize the vehicle of the TNDP Rural Caucus to help get that message out because they've been doing a fabulous job with connecting with rural voters. We have to have a statewide platform that clearly identifies who we are and what we stand for. If we don't have that, we're allowing another party to define that for us. We're make, we're putting that burden on candidates so that they have to define it for themselves and create that foundation. And yet the party should be creating that foundation for our candidates. We need to be utilizing all the tools in our toolbox, which includes having a robust digital program, utilizing radio and having an earned media, paid media and owned media strategy. Without having that, that foundation for messaging, we're not setting up our candidates for success. We're not setting up our county parties in all 95 counties up for success with growth. We have to be you know, utilizing all of these tools. We have to use the platforms of our caucuses to reach out. We can do this so that we can connect on issues And again, have Democratic voters have success on Election Day.
1: Thank you, Kate. And so I promised another side of this question. So that side is we see a lot of these uh, divisions and messaging conflicts play out in the rural areas. We see more progressive leaders are able to take up in the uh, suburbs and urban areas, and uh, we're we're seeing these policies are tending to struggle more in the rural areas. So um, this is not a unique problem to Tennessee. This is a unique problem to Democrats all across the country. But how, as chair, would you plan to attack the urban and rural divide within Tennessee? And for this, I'm going to start with Robin.
2: I grew up in a trailer park in Lexington, Kentucky, where I was the only African-American family. Um, I was a latchkey child um, for many years, and then I would stay with another relative who lived in um, Um, in a predominantly black neighborhood. And so, but one thing that I learned being in both of those environments that the issues that we face, whether uh, no matter where we live are the same. Um, So we need a Tennessee uh, Democratic party chair who understands that the issues that are important to Democrats stretch from the hood to the holler. That the issues of healthcare, trying to feed your kids uh, what, no matter w- what area you live in is important to every Tennessean. And we need to let folks know that the, these issues um, are not divide, that are not divided, but they are that we are in this together. We need rural, We need rural Tennessee, suburban urban Tennessee to, un- to, to understand that all of us are suffering and struggling with the same kinds of problems. And when we have a leader who is able to connect with this messaging, I believe that we can bring all together and that we can stand as a formidable force on these issues against the Republican stronghold that continuously lies to their constituency and has them voting against our interests.
1: Thank you, Robin. Civil.
4: As a person that lives in rural Tennessee, um, I can say that it is challenging for us to um, be able to follow the party because, number one, not as you see tonight, I'm having challenges with Internet. So emails and social media. Yes, that's all great. But around here we use the phone, we read the newspaper and we have a radio. So until we decide that we're gonna use all of those tools to reach people, then once we have those tools, what are we gonna say to them? Well, what we can say to them is what they've said to us. And so that takes a chair and a team that will go out and begin to listen to people. We cannot devise a strong message and have a fair fight for the communities that we want to serve and the constituency that we want to build until we start listening to them. It is their stories that matter, not the political points that we want to make. It is their stories that matter. It is their families that matter. It is their children. It is the schools that their kids go to. It's the doctors that they may or may not have. And so until we begin to listen to the people that we want to elect people and have those people serve them, then we will not be able to cross that divide. And there, there's much more. There are many more divides. It's just not a rural and urban divide. There's a black white divide. There's a working family, stay-at-home mom divide. There's a, a Christian, and you know, there are all these divides. And so, until we start talking to everybody and getting everybody's input in this party,
0: time's up.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Sybil. Kate.
0: Sure, um, that is a, a great question that's asked, and it's it's uh, people ask me that a lot as I've talked about this 95 county strategy. Because how can we continue to target seats which tend to be in our urban and suburban centers to so that we can get out of the super minority in the Tennessee legislature while having a rural strategy and what does that mean and my answer is always if we want to elect a democratic governor in 2022 and a democratic senator in 2024 then we have to turn out the vote in our rural communities why because turning out the vote in our rural communities further amplifies the vote from our democratic strongholds. We can't win a statewide race if we don't have a rural strategy. The TNDP, caucus, TNDP rural caucus has figured this out and has figured out how to message, how to show up because we understand that rural voters wanna know that, we've, that the party has their back, that we're not just passing through on an issue and asking for their vote come election day, that there, we're there every single day of the year. So we have to recognize that, yes, we do have an urban, suburban and rural divide here. And we can solve some of this by having a platform that clearly articulates the needs and and what's going on in the rural communities to identify rural broadband, um, food deserts, lack of job opportunities, and talking about ways to help small farmers compete with big agriculture. If we do that, we can start to win statewide races and we can start to bridge the gap between urban and rural.
1: Thank you, Kate. Jane.
3: You know, over 60 percent of Tennessee is considered rural. And so we've got to be uh, get ourselves into a place where we're willing to allow rural communities to tell us what they need. Uh, today, I had a meeting with someone from the Kansas Office of Rural Prosperity. It's a recently formed office created by a newly elected Democratic governor there. And they spent a year doing a listening tour. And they asked three questions of teachers and small business leaders and firefighters and community leaders. What does prosperity look like to you? What, is your, how, what does your community do well? And what roadblocks or barriers stand in your way? I would love to see us do, as a party, the same process to find out what the needs are, what the strengths are, and how we can be supportive. We need to analyze the data looking at these communities because I'm gonna tell you something, these communities are changing. When we look across the country, we're starting to see a lot of migration into our rural communities here in Tennessee. And we're gonna see more of it as we start to have climate refugees come into Tennessee because of our beauty and because of our temperate climate. You know, there's an interesting bit of data I learned where less than 10% of the rural workforce is involved in farming and most are in healthcare and education, local industry and small businesses. Yet more than 99% of the subsidies given to rural communities go to agribusinesses and corporately owned farmers. In fact, less than 1% goes towards economic development like main street restorations, housing, broadband, rural healthcare and addiction support. We need to train candidates to talk about and create solutions for those issues. That's where we're gonna become strong. And those issues, many of them, fall over into our urban environment.
1: Thank you. Uh so for the next question, it is going to be a simple yes or no that I that I want to hear from you all. Oh nope. starting with Sybil. Do you believe that the TNDP staff should strictly be based in Nashville? Yes or no? No. Kate. I'm sorry, you're muted, Kate.
0: no i don't jane absolutely not
1: (laughs) and robin no perfect straight to the point with those answers thank you um and now i'm going to go to the last question before we move into opening or closing statements excuse me so looking out ahead now uh say you get to become chair of the party One year from now, what are you hoping to have accomplished for Democrats and the TNDP in the state? And for this, I'm going to start with Kate.
0: So one year from now, um, I will set out to uh, accomplish some pretty ambitious goals, but you're going to see some of that in my first 100 days. And I'm going to accomplish four things in my first 100 days. The first is passing a two year and four year strategic plan. Donors have to know, what our goals are and how we're going to get there. The second is I would launch an online store. Third would pass a statewide platform so that we can define for ourselves who we are and what we stand for. And the fourth is I would work with all 95 counties to help them identify goals for growth over the next year. Those are what we can expect to see in the first 100 days. But in 2021, there are elections going on for municipal races. So you can see you you can expect to see me pairing county parties that do not have municipal races with counties that do to help get grow the bench and get those Democrats elected. You can see me developing a training program to help onboard county parties for after reorganization that's going to happen this summer so that we can better equip them when they step up to run coming um, this next election cycle. Further, you can see a better articulation of goals and a presence in the community. And I'm working on developing a fundraising platform so that we can fundraise with our large dollar donors and crowdfund on a county by county level across the state. Thank you, Kate. Jane. I'm sorry, Jane, you're muted.
3: (laughs) Um, I think we need to revisit our bylaws. I think that that's one of the first things we need to do is to start to look at those and figure out how we might want to restructure the actual uh, Tennessee uh, Democratic uh, Party at the state level. I think we've got to also start grassroots and donor support right away. And we've got to get people on fire about that. So we've got to have great ideas, strong values to be able to talk to and solicit money. We need to have recurring uh, donations available to people. I love Kate's idea about having a store. I agree that that's a great way to do it. I also think we need to do a nine county touch where we need to go to each county or at least talk to our district leaders and to their county party chairs to find out what they need, what's working for them, and how we can be of most benefit to them. And we need to start candidate recruiting right away. As as Kate said, we're going to have elections coming up. They're right around the corner, and uh, and that's going to be in 2022 22 and also in twenty one for local elections. So we got to start candidate retreatment and training right away. We got to figure out what we're going to use as our database. We're going to have to, and, and that's when I refer back to whether a vote builder is going to be the best solution for us. And I think we have to look at data. That's one of the things that I'm doing up here. I'm looking at the districts. What kind of support did people who did well do? We saw that across the board, two to one Republicans voted uh, we got Republican votes for state Senate races. What I can tell you is that there were four races that got great support from the caucus, not much support from the state party, and they all did better than that average. It talks to us directly at how much we can change the campaigns for people.
1: Thank you, Jane. And next to Robin.
3: Great. The first item
2: of business is developing a strategic plan for the Democratic Party. That is the first item of business, uh, and along with that, I want to get to know the executive committee. I want to learn more about them and what what has happened and their vision for the party, because the executive committee is is with whom I will be working um, in in the role as chair. The other piece is um, to identify. Uh, and recruits uh, to candidates, candidate or candidates to beat Bill Lee. We need to get Bill Lee out of office. And to be honest, we should have already had some folks already identified to run against Bill Lee, who has who has not handled the COVID-19 in in a in a humane way. The other piece is, I do agree that we need an online store, and I plan to visit every county as the as your chair i plan to visit and speak with county party chairs all across the state and if i plan to meet with them one-on-one and find out what's going on in their areas also i would like to make at least one bylaw change and that is to create a diversity and inclusion committee as a part of the um, bylaws to show our base the democratic base that we're serious about, including you and your work and collaborative efforts in our party. And and the last is to increase our branding. We need to make sure that we have op-eds all over the place and that everybody know that that's
1: in town.
2: Thank
1: you, Robin and Sybil.
4: My first year will be spent educating, 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 registering, and then activating, because if we don't educate, we can't build. And if we don't build, we can't grow. And if we don't grow, we won't elect anyone. So we've got to make the first things first. We've got to educate people on what our message is. And then once they, once they're educated, we go out and we register and then we activate. We spent, I spent a lot of time in my campaign, getting out the vote. And so what that meant for me is that I was still trying to convince people to come and vote for me. So if we have a message that will carry people through from the beginning of the election cycle to the end of the election cycle, when there is no election, we have got to make a plan that we have Um, a message that will carry us through. So first of all, we got a strategic plan. We have to audit what we have. What do we have now at the TNDP? I don't know. I haven't gotten into the books. I don't know the, the inner workings. So once I get in there and figure out what we have, then we can develop that strategic plan. And the most important part of that strategic plan is expanding the electorate. We can't change enough people's minds. We've got to expand the electorate. And once we do that, we'll have a message because we're gonna learn how to listen to people. And as the candidate, I did go and meet with every county chair of the eight counties that I had, and they were glad to see me show up because they were in rural Tennessee and no one had come and touched them. So we've got to focus on our county parties.
1: Thank you all for this uh, great forum. I'm gonna turn it over now to closing statements. Just as a reminder, everyone will get 60 seconds for their closing remarks. um, And we are gonna go first with Jane.
3: There's a lot of work to be done and whoever fills this position, it's gonna be a term of hard work and dedication. Times have changed and we need to update the way TNDP functions at the state and local levels. The division we see between parties is mirrored within our own. As we observe the damage done to the political landscape, it becomes abundantly clear that only through achieving a powerful and united message within our party, will we have the fortitude to take on the Republican Party. This requires attaining measurable goals and holding leaders accountable at every scale from state, district to local. We need to revisit our bylaws. We must create supportive programs, toolkits, and unifying message. And we must listen to our constituents and support their needs to qualified can- candidate recruitment and training. We've got to raise money and bring dollars home Uh, we've got to provide hope for our ability to win elections as we said in my campaign we got to change the world every day and as we rebuild trust in our constituents increase fundraising and develop support we can lift our candidates up one at a time until we have lifted tennessee
1: thank you jane robin
2: the tennessee democratic party some look at it as a valley of dry bones disconnected and wondering, can these bones live? But I declare to you, as your chair of this party, I we will together speak life and hope and healing over these bones and they will live. As your chair, I promise you, I will work for you every day. I will serve you and I will care about you from the hood to the holler, passion Tennessee.
1: Thank you, Robin. Civil.
4: As your state chair, I understand that we need to educate, educate, educate. Share, share, share. What are we sharing? We're sharing our message. We're sharing our hope for tomorrow. We're sharing that Democrats have everyone's best interest at heart. And as part of my closing statement, I wanna read something from Promised Land. Um, If you haven't read it, I suggest you do. Uh, President Obama says, we must have a clear-eyed view of the world and its realities because right now, Tennessee signed on to overturn votes from people in Georgia. That's not good. Okay, I, I digress. (laughs) and its realities and still maintain a sense of hope and possibility. We've got to be hopeful and we got to believe that all things are possible, but we've also got to be able to do the work. So when we think about that, that we have to have a commitment to the future of Tennessee. We have to have a commitment to our children. We have to have a commitment and a working, steadfast, resolute
0: state chair.
1: Thank you, Sybil. Thank you. and. Last but not least, Kate.
0: So seven and a half years ago, I was in a motorcycle accident that turned my life upside down. I know firsthand what it's like to face what seems like insurmountable medical bills. I understand what it's like to navigate an able-bodied world as a disabled person. But I'm a fighter, and Tennessee Democrats need a chair that's a fighter. I want to invite people to my Facebook page this Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time to continue this conversation, and please also check out my website at katefortn.com. We can all be getting involved um, in the in the t- starting for 2021 by contacting your TDP Executive Committee members and telling them, and be sure to tell them that Kate sent you. I want to thank the Tennessee Haller and Change TN for, for hosting this event. Thank you, Drew, for moderating, and thank you to uh, the other candidates for stepping up to run. And I also want to thank all of the audience members for wanting to be a part of this this process.
1: Thank you, Kate. And thank you to all of our wonderful candidates tonight. I greatly appreciate being able to moderate this alongside with the Tennessee Holler. Uh, For everyone out there watching, if you missed last night or if you want to recap on this event later, uh, the Tennessee Holler will be posting this on their website and they will also be formatting it into their podcast as well. Again, make sure that you are following and supporting the Holler at www.tm.holler.com and uh, follow the holler on twitter and facebook at the tn holler and make sure to do the same with change tn as well www.changetn.vote you can find us on twitter at changetn underscore and on facebook at change tennessee Uh, again if you saw a candidate these past two nights that you greatly enjoyed please reach out to your tennessee uh democratic party executive committee member and make sure that you let them know who you would like to see them support With that, I wanna wish everyone a wonderful evening. Enjoy your holidays and happy Hanukkah tonight to those that might be celebrating. Thank you all and have a wonderful night.